0: Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we're doing here every single day. It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. Our quote of the day, time is never lying around waiting for us to find her. She is elusive. She wants you to sculpt her like clay, to mold her into exactly the form you desire your days to take.
1: Wow. Mm,
0: that is from our guest today, Jen Loudon. She is the founder of the Modern Female Self-Care Movement. She's the best-selling author who Martha Stewart, Oprah, all have had on her their respective shows. She wrote this book called Why Bother, which will help you create the life you've always desired. And I really like the title. I was telling these guys this morning, just as we were starting, I'm like, why bother is kind of a very uh poignant statement right now, because I feel like everyone's just kind of losing their minds a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody I'm talking to, including myself, <laughs> is like, oh, my God, what is happening? You know, we're all trying to figure out um how to deal with you know another lockdown you know yeah and how to do it and stay mentally stable um you know when this all hit it kind of it was like spring so then things kind of you know opened up a little and Mm -hmm. now it's going to be like a long cold winter you know and we have to figure out how are we going to mentally survive this time um And yes, we can all be excited about vaccines, but they're not ready yet. And in the meantime, families are crying and in despair. And we're going to talk about that. um, And, you know, today, tomorrow, you know, probably until Thanksgiving when we decide whether we're all alone. Like, there was a moment this morning where I was like, is it just going to be me and Kelsey here for Thanksgiving? Is it going to be a very lonely Thanksgiving? Because I texted my dad last night and I said, (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you guys what I said to him and my <laughs> husband uh, when I saw that 11 million people have COVID now in our country. Yeah. As opposed to, gosh, 16,000 or almost 17,000 at the end of March, which that was because we also didn't have testing and it had just started. But I was like, so, guys, California is telling people not to fly because of COVID. 11 million people have it now. Meredith even got it. That was like my, hey, we know someone. We know someone. Uh, yeah. And I said, I just want you to know the extreme risk we are taking having you guys fly at the worst moment. Last week it was ten million, now it's eleven. It's exploding and it's not a joke. I'm so excited to have you guys back, but just want to raise the red flag. It's an awful time to fly if you are compromised. Up to you, Dad. Your choice. Oof. Sucks, I know. So that's where we are at. But did we get a cost of response? No, not yet. Mm. I think he is so torn, like most people, because his mental health is on the line. His brother's 92. He wants... His brother's calling him crying Mm -hmm. that he's, like, afraid he's going to die and they're not going to get to see each other. And so it's just... It's hard.
1: Ah! I know. It's
0: so hard. But I thought, like... I guess I kind of went into my own bubble this week. I was having all this anxiety. And if you watched my Instagram live, you saw me live Instagramming with you from a parking lot, having a massive anxiety moment. And... I also kind of felt a little bit alone about this. I thought this was a lot of pressure within my own family because mm-hmm. we have challenging family members <laughs> who uh, I don't know if they're going to take necessary precautions right, and right. all of that. And so you are so worried about those things. And so I thought it was just me. And then I was talking to some of my friends yesterday and everyone's freaking out. Um, yeah, It's really... It's really a lot.
1: I
2: know. My, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say quickly, one thing I'm excited about is that Jen talks a lot about Mm -hmm. self-care. So I do think that is a urgent message right now Mm -hmm. because some people aren't even in a space where others are able to care for them. So uh, I want to hear what you were going to say, Kels, but just quickly, I am excited to hear some of Jen's self-care advice today because it is me too.
0: Or problem solving techniques and tips and tools, which she's the queen of tools for how we're going to handle you know that because it's different when people are old mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's different when they like I'm telling my dad basically like you want to roll the dice it's on you at this point because I won't live with myself making those decisions for you right you have to tell me I can't do it any other way and I'll right. we'll figure it out and I'll support you any which way but when I saw the title of the book today I'm like why bother I'm like I know like, oh Kevin I'm like I don't know if I want to be here anymore like this is insanity like I'm going to explode inside out trying to keep Everybody's safe and figure this all out so that everybody's happy. And and I'm like, I need my own tools. I was havening. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. I talked to myself on my walk this morning. I'm like, okay, let's go out over our gratitude list, Maria. Let's just stay grateful. When you're grateful, fear disappears. And so yeah. I'm using all my techniques and tips, and I'm in a better state now, having done that. Motion equals emotion, everybody. So I went out and I got that walk-in in the mm-hmm. cold. And so but it's
1: it's hard hard it's hard i think what i was gonna say was just i mean my family's in seattle and they're going back into lockdown again and it's hard to not be able to tell them i'm like mom no don't go to costco she was joking with me last night that she was a quote brave little toaster and went to costco and i was like ha 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 but also mom you've had cancer Don't go to Costco. I don't know. But, like, I can't control that. You can't control that. Like you said, you have to have your dad tell you, no, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it's out of your hands. Mm -hmm. It can't be on you. It's his choice. But that's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's just, it's scary. I know. know. Guys. It is.
0: But... Let's get to some good news. It's Kevin's birthday today. Happy birthday, honey, if you're listening. And if you're not, rude. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Scorpio King Kevin you're supposed to
0: be supportive and listen to every episode uh, Kevin has been uh... when you're on the go 24-7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a Time saver for me. With being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs, and everything in between, but. It's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress, you're going to love it. On a mission with my dad back home That's getting right. our house ready for um for, you know, my mom to be wheelchair accessible and it's been a lot of work, and they've killed it. I mean, Kevin's doing like Facetime videos showing me everything. They've done such a great job. So, they have been using their time wisely. Well, we've been using our time wisely. Um, and of course, uh, November eighteenth is is his birthday, and I ordered him a cake. Oh, oh. he loves Ralph's white cake with buttercream frosting uh every assistant i've ever had 99 percent of the time has ordered it incorrectly so i ordered it of course this year and i told the lady over the how phone how did i order said, it incorrectly they always get him the whipped frosting oh. he doesn't like the whipped frosting yeah he that's likes a bad, buttercream frosting. A mistake. and i'm like listen he doesn't ask for a lot right. and it's even in my dropbox folder i like checked it out last night to make sure but i I uh, am my own assistant nowadays, which I'm very much enjoying because... I just have me to blame if I make a mistake. <laughs> so um, he's uh, he's going to get his cake. It was funny. I asked him if he wanted it. And he said, oh, yeah. He's like, I would love to have a lonely guy cake. I don't want anybody singing to me. I don't want to do any of that. Oh, my but God. I'll have a lonely guy cake. And I was like, OK. So I texted uh, Violet. I said, could you pick up the cake for him? And she said, oh, no. We've been making a plan with your parents. I'm going to make a flourless, sugar-free cake so that everyone can enjoy it and we're going to sing to him and we're going to make his favorite food and i was like oh boy oh no (laughs) it's
1: like all kevin wants is some pizza his special pizza and his special cake and to sit in the crib by himself (laughs) yeah the best is
0: kevin will order like a mulberry like sicilian pizza right guys Mm -hmm. it's bigger than his whole body and it's you know yay thick and he'll eat almost the whole thing by himself. Then he will eat the cake. He'll be in a coma and he doesn't understand why he's in a coma. I'm just so tired. And I'm like, because you just threw your body into like diabetic shock, basically, Truly. or like blood shock. <laughs> Truly. Blood sugar shock. So, um. With his, yeah.
1: um, what is it, Jeff? Cookie. Come on, cookie butter? Cookie butter. Yeah. Accompanied with his, yeah, cookie butter latte from. Yeah, he had to buy all of you
0: guys <laughs> your own diabetes kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, yeah. did
1: you get that yet?
2: <laughs> Not yet, but it'll be here soon. He sent me some, which is just so Kevin. Yeah. He loves uh, the holidays. He loves his cookie butter coffee bean. And so. you know
1: what? You know what Kevin would want us to say right now, you guys? Um, we do a show, A Very COVID Christmas. Um <laughs> Um, that you can find on Apple Podcasts. It's really, really wonderful. Last week, well, two weeks ago, we had 200 listeners, which was massive for us. But I think for Kevin, what Kevin would want... For his birthday. For his birthday. see, I like this. ...is a couple more of you to just jump on, listen to the podcast, a very COVID Christmas.
0: You're going to love it. I'm really glad you brought that up. Let's make Kevin's birthday special this year. Yeah. And I do believe you guys give good content... And you give a good show. And so if any of our listeners or viewers want to join A Very COVID Christmas, <laughs> uh, tell them again where they go.
1: You can go to Apple Podcast and type in A Very COVID Christmas and you'll see us right there. Also, you guys, our last review is from 2019. So that would also <laughs> be super helpful. But, you know, yeah. you know, just just for Kevin's birthday. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. By the way, I was thinking. So, yeah.
0: I really, well, I guess we're going to find out what we're doing in the next day I or know. two. Like, my dad's going to have to make a decision and we're going to have to figure out whether we're flying back that way. Mm. But then I have to be back here because I'm co hosting live with Kelly I'm on December third. 3rd. I know. So that's a, a costly jaunt back and forth, health wise, yeah. risking. And then, yeah. So then I was like, wait, am I going to be alone with you on Thanksgiving? Is it just going to be us? Which I'm happy. I mean, we fun, but, but yeah.
2: <laughs> For us, it's just going to be my in laws and Laura you know we have siblings right down the road but she's an occupational therapist and like she's seeing people Mm -hmm. all the time and we're just it's just hot right now it's really hot right now so we're playing it safe guys yeah in the meantime the other
0: quick thing i'll get to before we get to jennifer is twitter oh my god we have another social media platform so twitter just launched fleets Jeff, would you roll fleets so everybody could learn about what fleets is? Because it is my responsibility to make sure you guys know that there's one more thing we have to do.
2: (laughs) No. Here we go. I'm rolling this right now, Kels.
1: Wow. Meet fleets. Where's the sound, Jeff? Here's what you can do. You can write some text. I'll I'll moderate. Okay, share a tweet. Record Record a a video. video. Wow.
0: Or post, or post a photo. photo. Flop. They're live for 24 hours. Wah, wah, wah. Jeff, is there no audio with this? No. Oh, well, yeah. So, Seen okay. by
1: 15 people. <laughs> okay, so very Instagram story. It's basically
0: Instagram stories, but for Twitter. So now uh, we have yet oh. one more thing. And the thing that's so messed up is if you are, you know, promoting for a business, like we are technically, if you don't do everything a platform- Asks of you, like now we're doing lives and reels and stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The algorithm doesn't work for you, so you don't get it in front of as many people yeah. as it's supposed to get into. Like even Facebook, for example, we found out even if you have a billion followers on Facebook, not everyone's seeing it somehow. Oh. It's so wild how this all works. So, yeah, we have more things. Anyway, let's get <laughs> to self care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, okay. <laughs> J- Jennifer Loudon is a personal growth pioneer who helped launch the concept of self-care with her first bestseller, The Women's Comfort Book. Since then, she's written seven additional books on well-being with close to a million copies of her books in print in nine languages. She has spoken around the globe and profiled or quoted in dozens of magazines, two of Brene's books, and she's appeared on hundreds of tv and radio shows uh even on oprah as we discussed earlier she's here to chat about her new book why bother jen thank you so much for being with us we need you today more than ever i believe
3: <laughs> i tell you i need my own book i keep reading it and looking at it it just just we just think this year it can't get any worse and then I mean we got to stop saying it. That's what my husband says, stop saying that. I know, but see, I'm so glad you just said that because
0: here I am every single day immersed in self-care, self-improvement, self-help <laughs> and having the the best experts from all over the world and I'm having to go for a walk this morning and talk to myself.
3: Oh yeah. And mean like too.
0: you could do this. Like mm-hmm. y- we're going to be okay and literally having to talk to myself and I'm like, okay. That's really a tell of how challenging things are um and to hear you say this like the self-improvement goddess <laughs> it it makes me feel less crazy I guess
3: you know I think that is such an incredibly important point and why your show is so important right now because we are more isolated than ever Um when we're isolated like this, it's so easy to forget, A, this is a shared experience, and B, this isn't just us, but I go to the same place. Like, why are you struggling so hard? You're safe, you have enough to eat, you can pay your mortgage, it's okay. But we're human creatures, and we need contact with each other, and we're having so little of it right now. So it's just very natural. We have to keep we have to keep calling that out for each other. You're not alone. You're not crazy. This is. I'm sure you've read that article uh, that went viral a few months ago. Your surge capacity. No, that about, well maybe that I We're did. built. Our little brains are built for an emergency, and then we handle the emergency, and know? then it goes away. <laughs> And then it goes away, and this hasn't gone away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's a great point. I, I definitely missed that article. But I will say, uh, when I first picked up Why Bother, I you had me instantly. But then today, just looking at the cover, it had a very different kind of meaning for me. Because I feel like, I was talking about it earlier, right now we're kind of like throwing our hands up in the air. Everyone's having freak attacks because thanksgiving is here Mm -hmm. and you know we put so much emphasis on thanksgiving and it's the time where we actually get to stop working for a second and we get to see our families and we get to just be who we are and i remember when i was working 20 hour days and that was the only time you had to look forward to was thanksgiving and christmas that was the only time people really couldn't bother you because Mm -hmm. that was sacred time and now we're spending our time having you know meltdowns because we don't know what the safest thing to do is we Mm -hmm. don't know how to um how to break hearts because part of this is like we're going to be breaking some hearts and it's very challenging to think about an entire holiday season going away and when you have elderly or sick people in your family Mm -hmm. So why bother was just like, yeah, why the frick bother? Like, mm. I'm done. I can't do this. I'm going to implode.
3: But you just brought up an amazing thing, which is that was those holidays were set aside time for us to bother about what we care about. So how do we bring that into our own lives in our own way? I read something in New York Times. Uh, I was a doctor uh, talking about, look, we just have to get through this. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that made me feel better we just had to cancel a trip that we had planned after Thanksgiving we were going to quarantine and go and drive and see my in-laws and then see our kids who were all in the Pacific Northwest and we canceled it so I'm right there with you so hard to make those calls even though everyone completely understood and- And our kids actually think it's a better idea (laughs) that we don't go as we're the elderlies now. What? I am not. (laughs) But how do we then maybe set aside this time and find some sacredness and find some ways to have some self-care? It's not going to feel the same. And I think that's also really important that we realize nothing in this next six months, eight months, whatever time it takes for those of us to get vaccinated is going to feel the same. So we have to stop comparing it to that. Mm
0: Well, yeah, and is it going to be six to eight months? I mean, I was reading an article this morning about... They're not going to have enough vaccines for everybody. And they're trying yeah. to figure out okay, first is going to be the health line, the the first, you know responders. First responders, the doctors, the nurses, the medical community. And then they're like, who's next? And mm-hmm. there are arguments, you know, prisoners are like, well, we're the next most vulnerable. We should get it because we're gonna die in prison. And then there's no the elderly should get it, and the and mm-hmm. the compromise so we can protect them. And there's so many arguments over who's gonna get what. I think it's going to take probably till the end of the year next year before we're seeing any kind right. of, you know, we might be in the same situation next year. Not that I want to bring any negativity into our any more no, no, than but, we already have. But,
3: but I don't think that's being negative. I think one of the things that we're having to wrap our minds around is how do we be realistic without falling into why bother, right? Without just giving up. Yeah. How do we keep finding the things that... All right,
0: friends, let's talk about
3: something we all do. keep us going and that feel like, yeah, I can really count on this. I had to cancel all my live events, an entire book tour this year. That cancellation wasn't as painful as the events I kept trying to hold on to. Ooh. Right? I was mm-hmm. like, well that's okay by by July we'll be able to safely have this retreat. <laughs> nope. Yeah. By September. Nope. And that's what really did me in for a while and got me depressed. Yeah. I think well
0: you have um so many tips and tools that you can share with people so we don't get to that like throw the hands in the air and right. and quit um <laughs> but i i do say all of this for the benefit of anyone who is consuming this right now that you know all of us are feeling like this you know i was telling my husband this morning i said please let my dad know cuz my parents are with him in the, on the west coast it's not just us you know mm-hmm. a producer i was working with had to call her mom and she was sobbing she's like i'm 47 and i'm sobbing telling my mom i can't be with her for thanksgiving because my teenage sons are playing hockey and they're doing all these things and they're they're compromising us um and then they're going to compromise you and so i said please let dad know it's not just him that's suffering it's not just him that's having to Miss out, and I feel bad for the elderly because a lot of them, even Kevin's mom, she's like, This is my retirement, this is the end of my life, I'm in my 80s. This is, and my dad keeps saying that with my mom having cancer and all of this stuff, he goes, This is how it turned out,
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so but I think you bring up such a great point again, which is that we're not like world war ii my dad had an older father who's since uh died but so i very much grew up with that sort of world war ii stories and he served in the in the war and you know we had a togetherness we don't have that togetherness about the pandemic both because of the national story but also because it's an isolating experience Mm. and so i think that's making it so much more difficult Um, how can we keep normalizing it for each other? How can we keep reaching out to each other and saying, no, you're not crazy. We have this conversation probably once a day in our house. Like, should we run? We have a little running group. Should we still keep running together? Because so-and-so keeps getting exposed to stuff. Maybe it's not safe. I don't want to hurt her feelings, right? We're all having these conversations.
0: Yeah, because you're inevitably going to hurt people's feelings. And, you know, inevitably, um, it's just, it's challenging. So... I feel like I'm glad we're even having this conversation so that people don't feel alone. And, yeah, I mean, I I was like telling my husband, I'm like, this is crazy. It's crazy. And, um you know, unfortunate, but it is what it is. And we have to figure out how do we survive and thrive in it as much as we can, or at least survive, you know, survive. thriving might be like too lofty of a goal.
3: Right. We might be setting ourselves up for feeling like failures if we can't thrive. But exactly. M- my goal is to come out of this, not fried to a crisp. Yeah. I don't want to have to recover from emotionally from the pandemic. <laughs> I want to come out steady, even keel, like, okay, Right now we're ready to go. That's what I'm wishing for myself.
0: What do you do, Jen, when you have those moments like I was having where I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to implode. I'm actually getting to the place that I said I would never allow myself to go back to. After I had surgery, I was like, never going to care about anything that much anymore because I know what really matters in life. And I'm not going to allow all of these outside things and all this you know, stupidity to overwhelm me or... Um, compromise my health ever again, and I just started realizing yesterday, like,
3: Oh, it's creeping in. Yeah. I'm letting
0: things compromise my health because my stress is off the charts mm-hmm. right now, and I have things I have to worry about health wise. And so, mm-hmm. what do you do in those moments where you see yourself slipping?
3: Well, I have this term that I like to use, which freaks some people out, but I say lower the bar, right? And and, and someone like you, who is a you know a super achiever. And, and all of us that have been raised in sort of that, we, we, you know, we have to work harder, we have to be better. We're constantly raising the bar on ourselves. And we don't even know we're doing it, right? We don't even know we do. It just keeps creeping up. And we feel guilty, Lowering the bar. So I want to give everyone permission listening. Where do you need to lower the bar? I mean, we've Mm -hmm. talked about the things we might need to cancel. Is it lowering the bar around what you're doing for Thanksgiving? Is it lowering the bar around what you're doing for workouts or exercise? Um, How you're showing up for schooling from home? Um, and get really specific about it. There's an idea in the book, Conditions of Enoughness, because I I love this idea that we must declare for ourselves what is satisfying. It doesn't live out there, but our brains and our culture tend to say, well, if I get this, or if I do this, or if I please this person, then I will feel satisfied. But mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen, as you so brilliantly talk about, right? It's not going to happen. Satisfaction has to live in what we declare. So really honing in on that and then lowering that bar. It doesn't mean some days you may not feel inspired to do more, but what will satisfy you that's dependent only on you, not on what other people think or what the outcome is, that you know you can do even when you're in that really place. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you have an example of how you've lowered the bar?
3: You know, I've lowered the bar on exercise. I I tend to I, I learned I, I became a runner of all things at, at 53, which just still makes me go. Oh, I'm going to be kidding me. I used to always make fun of people running. That looks painful. Why did you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you know, we were training for uh, to run the Grand Canyon, and I say run like that, right? For me, um, <laughs> well, lots of walking, and um, and of course that got canceled, and so. I for a while I was like, you know, I got to keep training at that level. And it's like, no, you don't. You, you know, you've got to emotionally process your grief about what's happening and things getting canceled and the book launching in the middle of the pandemic. So that's one of the ways. Also, I feel like I'm in a, a read like this year was all about the book and now I'm looking towards next year. I'm, what is my business going to look like? And It's had a lot of live events. That's not going to be true anymore. So I'm being really gentle with myself about making those decisions. Like I tend to be like, I have an idea. Let's do it. And now it's like, no. This is there's a quiet time in the world. Maybe we can sit with our ideas and not hurry yeah. to, to decision making. So it's very unique to me, but both of those things are helping.
0: I think that's such a great point you said at the end. And it's something I've been telling my husband because he's such he is such a motor and wants to just go, go, go. Yeah, Let's too. make things happen. <laughs> and I'm like, just sit for a minute. Just sit with yourself. We're we're coping with so many things at the same time. And There has never been a collective pause for any generation.
3: That's so true.
0: This is the first collective pause that we can all actually enjoy the benefits of. So we know all the the non-benefits, obviously, Mm -hmm. but there are some benefits to wow, normally we're, we're trying to carve out like that little wedge of time at the holidays that we had, right? Like we both worked at a, at a place that made us work on the holidays, but most people don't have to work on holidays. And so, um, but now that can be extended, you could actually enjoy more of it. Now, maybe you're not going to enjoy it with everyone that you enjoyed it with, but there is something to be said about really you like... We never have the chance to just pause and surrender and hear like the kind of internal guidance and the above guidance of what we should be doing, where should we, we should be going. So I think that one of the greatest things you could do is not do anything, like is not put something into action. My husband wants to build this business. I go, no, not now. (laughs) Just sit and wait for a second. You've never stopped. Give yourself a moment. Let things come in. Let ideas flow. You're going to have different ways to look at things, different ways to do things. So when you say that, it just triggers me so much in a good way, because I really feel like people need to hear that. And it's hard because... We hear so many examples of people who are just killing it in COVID and it makes you feel competitive that you have to like keep yes. up with everybody and everyone's winning and all this stuff, but they're in the best shape of their life. <laughs> yeah. So, but there is that other side. And I think that if you haven't been somebody that could allow or surrender ever, this is the moment to to take advantage of this time to teach yourself how to do that
3: yeah that reminds me of another thing that i do when i'm feeling that thing that you were feeling this morning and maybe i was feeling it more yesterday and less today but i I will journal and i don't make a journaling a big deal i don't do it every day i usually just grab you can see kind of in the background i think some of my scrap paper (laughs) i'll just grab some scrap paper a lot of times and i'll take a prompt you know something from the book or or we have a guided journal coming out that goes with the book and one of the things i've been really reflecting on for myself is what can't come to be if i don't settle down because one of the things that i reflected on in the book and and i know that this is just a habit of mine is is not giving that spaciousness to those transitions so what's really calling you can get clear. Mm -hmm. And many times in my life, I jumped the gun too soon. I went to something that was good, but wasn't that really deep calling. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, you wrote the book, now read it and listen to it (laughs) and use this time. And then I think for those of us who aren't in a transition, it's to use this time, what is it like to just
0: to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way. T H E O U A I dot com. Promo
3: code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. To learn to be with myself because I think you know that just gets drowned out and we get really afraid of it and we get habituated to doing responding to our phone, responding to, you know, media, et cetera.
0: I 100% agree. I'm like taking (laughs) notes on this. Um, You talk about the six stages of bothering Mm -hmm. in this book. I'd love for you to kind of go through each stage and uh, explain it all for everyone.
3: Yeah, I, I came up with the stages not because they're linear, you have to hit them all or anything, but because when we're in a extended why bother time, I gave a talk yesterday and I said, you know, you can be in a why bother time for an hour, you can be in it for a few weeks and someone piped up or for decades. And I'm like, oh yeah, decades, you can do that too. So when we're there, we can get really scared. We can feel really lost. And then we keep cycling back to doing what we know to do, even if it's completely blah and and just has no meaning for us anymore. So that's why the stages are there. The first one is take stock. You're always bothering. You're bothering maybe about your family or your health or politics or the environment. There's lots of ways that you're always always bothering. So you need to pay attention to those because the negativity bias in our brain is gonna be like, oh no, you don't bother about anything. Everything sucks, never true. Not even in our, our darkest times, at least I can say for myself. And then the next after take stock, it's leave behind. And this is probably the hardest one for me. What do you need to leave behind? Ways of seeing, ways of feeling, people you think you have to take care of or please. Now, you're not going to do it magically, but to begin to see where do we need to clear some space? Because what we do is we sacrifice our present for who we think we were supposed to be in the past. Mm. And I've done it, and it is heartbreaking. And that's really important to uh, begin to unlock what I call getting our bother on, right? Finding that juice again for whatever's next. And after leave behind, it's ease in. And at first I was gonna have settle, which is the next phase that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But I realized when you're really in a deep bother time, if you settle down into that being too soon, you might get really stuck again, (laughs) right? And not get off the couch. So ease in are some things like Uh, inviting wonder into your life, cultivating self-trust, self-compassionate grit, bringing together self-compassionate grit. So just getting a few tools, a little juice on your belt, and then you can start to be in that quiet place we were just discussing. Spend some more time being and listening. Not because it's going to get you anything, but because without it, you often will go backwards and do Mm -hmm. that familiar thing and then after that it's desire which is really the heart of the book it's a it's a weighty word desire it sounds scary and sexual not at all but i use it because to me it's a one word feminist manifesto because in, as women in general we haven't had permission to desire mm. so what is desire how can it bring you alive how can it bring you energy and inspiration so there's a bunch about that and then become by doing experiment take some risks try some stuff out and last is be seen let yourself be seen with people you trust in what you desire and what's arising for you or starting to call your name. Let yourself be witnessed. It's super important for our human brains. Oh, and then there's a tack on always begin again, because of course you're gonna fall into white bother again. We all do. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cyclical. start all over. Yeah.
0: You know, you wrote this book after kind of an eleven year break. <laughs> I want you to explain to everybody. Um, because I feel like you you had some challenges with publishers and you know you were having a dry spell i I'd love for you to explain that journey for everybody because you were so celebrated, you still are obviously, but in that time before you were very celebrated oprah Martha Stewart, everybody um and then you had a dry spell i want I want you to kind of explain that period of time, what you went through and how it manifested into this
3: well it really was the the longest why bother period of my life and it it was a combination it was a mashup of personal things Um, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer we were very very close Mm. and shortly after that my husband at the time my first husband um, was diagnosed with um, a form of blood cancer so they were both in the hospital at the same time and I was losing my way with my work, and I know that you've gone through this. You know, we've we've all gone through this again. So normal. I had been doing the same, you know, self help, you know, writing, speaking, teaching for a long time, and it was losing its juice. I was really, especially getting, really, um, what's the word? Not jaded, but I guess angry at what self care had turned into. Which I helped, you know, b- sort of bring into the forefront. It, it, it turned into such a thing to buy, mm. and not this, you know, really deep way to show up for yourself in your life. And then I had some disappointments. I got, I got my magazine column got canceled. You know, just so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad died. Um, I ended up getting into divorce. It was just, you know, <laughs> that midlife thing that's often happens to us, and sometimes it happens earlier, and sometimes it happens later. And I lost my confidence. I really lost my confidence. And one of the ways that I create meaning in my life is to write, it's to make stuff, right? It's like, you know, like you making this show, it brings meaning to my life. And I couldn't make any book work. I would write a book, I would pitch my agent. it would fall apart. And that includes four years, four years, four years, 500 pages writing, trying to write a memoir about that time that completely failed. Um, So when I look back on it, I wasn't settling down. I wasn't listening. I was panicking over and over again. And I was wanting my identity and my success. And you were pushing. I was pushing, (laughs) pushing and panicking.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so what was kind of the aha moment? What was the transition for you?
3: It's interesting. It was writing that memoir that failed. And this is one of the reasons why I think writing and journaling can be so powerful for all of us, not because we publish or, I saw my story. I saw what I was doing. And I saw that every time I got to a transition, I freaked out and I went backwards and I went to what was safe. And once I saw it like that, I could begin to choose differently. And we also, it also coincided, whether this is part of it or not, in moving to a new place. We moved to Colorado for my husband's job and meeting new people, lots of sunshine. And right before we moved, I really made the commitment. I'm going to be a yes to everything. Yes to new friendships. And it just, the two together really opened things up. And then out of that, all of that, after a few years, rose this book. Yeah. Wow. So it was really seeing that, you know, that patterns. And I'm sure we all have moments like that, whether it's from journaling or therapy or, you know, being, you know, wondering if you're going to die when you're like, oh, I see that. I see what I've been doing and I want to do it differently.
0: Yeah. I think it's such an inspiring story because. Mm -hmm. Um, b- because of the obvious, but I wonder, you know, that was it. Oh, man, that's a lot to go through. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's
3: kind of my worst moment to think about is losing my dad. Yeah, I miss him every day. I have all these pictures. Of my office is outside the house, and when I go into the house, I have all these pictures of our family there. And yeah, I just, I said, I tell them the silliest stories about them. Yesterday, I was telling my husband, I was doing the dishes. and I'm like, you have to clean out the trap where all the food gets caught in. My dad taught me that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Silly things like that that yeah. make you remember them. Yeah. And he's been gone, gosh, 14 years now. And, um, yeah, it is. I can, I can start crying and often do. Yeah, I know. Nice I just got so fun.
0: overwhelmed by the whole story. I was like, oh my yeah. God, you lose your yeah. dad. You, you know, divorce. You can't do what you love.
3: No, and
0: so but it's not unique, right?
3: No, my story's not unique. We've all been there with our own set of whatever you know. Life happens, and yeah. I think one of the things that I really want people to know is that again, like this is the theme of our conversation. You're not alone in this. And when yeah. we think we're alone, when we think there's something wrong, when we think we've done something wrong, which is what I did. Oh, I screwed up. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. We run that story. And if we can't begin to separate from it and leave that story behind, we are not going to be able to find what's next. And what I know now, and what I can say is what's next can be as fulfilling. Yes, I miss my dad every day, but I am present for this life now. And I wasn't able to do that for a long time. So, do you
0: think that your finding your joy again is what helped you? kind of find the new voice inside of you that publishers connected with.
3: No. I don't. I think it was stopping believing my story that I sucked.
0: Oh man, drop <laughs> the mic. Wow. Yeah.
3: Cuz that's that's my brain. How did you do that? There. Not everyone's brain doesn't go there, but my brain goes there. You suck, you didn't do all, you know, talk about raising the bar, all the things that you thought you would do and what you did do isn't enough. And then you should have done this, this, and that, because then you'd have been even a bigger deal, and you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's so relatable. So then how did you get yourself to a place where you didn't think you sucked anymore?
3: It was that it was writing the story of that period. And then looking back at it as a sort of a body of work, you know, even though it's failed as a, a manuscript anyone would want to read for literary reasons, didn't have a structure, Minus the sweet chili. That, and that's part of what we have to do. And it, it actually it happens in our brain where we move things from what we could call the older parts of our brain to the newer parts of our brain. And then we go, oh, we get a little distance. We begin to witness ourselves. So I could witness that story. I will also say falling in love with my second husband, who Brooks no. <laughs> right? He is like, you're doing it again. You're doing, you're, t- you're taking all this on. You're telling you. She did this to me this morning. I said, the dog was um, sick recently. And then he's starting to have trouble walking. I'm like, it's always something. He's like, you're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always something. Stop it. Yeah,
0: I love the husband's helping the self-help guru.
3: (laughs) She's amazing. But everybody, nobody,
0: any expert I've had on the show has said, if I don't do my practices, or, you know, I'm not, you know, infallible, we're all going to have moments, because we're human. But I'm I'm really fascinated in how you got yourself out of the that hole because the hole just gets deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. as time goes on. You get worn down, you get beaten down, and it, you just get deeper in. So climbing out is a series of probably small choices. It and is, and, and
3: one of the things I used to do is believe in a silver bullet. Yeah. And that's another thing that would keep me, you know, stuck. And, oh, if 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 Maria can just tell me what to do and I do that, then everything's going to be okay. But that's not how human change works. And I want to say everything in the book are things that I used or that I lived or I still use, right? So I really tried to, to encapsulate what those tools were, like conditions of enoughness. And, you know, you just said ground down and exhausted. That's where the self-care comes in. Right. And self-care, it's not the self-care we buy. It's not the self-care that's sexy. It's the self-care of putting my hormone replacement on. Right. It's the self-care of getting out there for some exercise. It's the self-care of keeping my phone out of my uh, bedroom so I don't, you know, look at the, the news before I go to sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you need to rebuild. Like we can give so mm-hmm. much of ourselves and and then burn out. Um, or just the well goes a little dry for a while, but you need that time to rebuild. It's just being okay in rebuild mode that's challenging.
3: Oh, brilliant. It's true. And and you could even say we're all in a rebuild mood. Well, maybe we're not in a rebuild mode right now. Maybe we we're kind Mr. of are.
0: <laughs> no, I think we kind of are. we are. We're having to reevaluate where we want to live. We're having mm-hmm. to reevaluate... Um, how we live, how we're going to earn incomes, because mm-hmm. everything is changing so quickly, even quicker than it was before, which is digital and technology. So I think we're in a in a rebuild mode. And we started making this show a daily experience just because we wanted to be with everybody in that critical time. I thought that might be like a week or two. Here we are, you know, at the end of the year, still doing this. But the reality is, is that it's, it it was an opportunity for us to stop, reassess and say, hmm, was that life serving me? Like I've, I've said to people, this is almost like the collective brain tumor for everyone, because I've always <sighs> said, how do I give people the epiphanies I had after brain surgery without giving them a brain tumor, right? How do you get people to have those moments where they stop, assess, reevaluate and make the necessary adjustments for this next chapter of their life, no matter where they're at? Um, What's no longer serving you? Is this still your dream? What, What do you still want to accomplish in life? So I think for sure we're in a rebuild mode.
3: And, and 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 again, I just have to call out, we have to be okay with it. You know, it's a brilliant thing that you've said. We have to be okay with rebuilding. And that goes back to our, uh, you know, settle down. What you said to your husband, how can we be quiet? How can we make spacious and how can we soothe ourselves while we're there and soothe those thoughts that say, and those emotional motions that come through emotional reactions. No, 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 quick, quick, quick. You know, I've got to freak out. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. How can we find those practices that work for each of us to give ourselves time to rebuild when we need it and normalize that feeling lost, losing our juice, you know, having crap happen to us, is actually can be just like your brain tumor was an opportunity just like the pandemic is can be an opportunity not in any like ah this is so great way but in a okay this is here yeah. what am i gonna do with?
0: yeah it is what it is and what's the story <laughs> i want to tell later too yeah right. right of how i how i handled the curveball right that hit.
3: And, and sometimes it helps me in in this vein to think of why bother and i talk about this in the book as two sides of the same coin right so there's the why bother we all know right why bother? <clears throat> and then there's the, well, why do I want to bother? What do I want to bother about? What am I bothering about that has no meaning for me anymore? Why am I insisting on doing that? Really taking it on is a good question.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to let you jump in here because I feel like um, I want to make sure you guys have uh, a voice in this
2: because you're in your why bother moments too. Kels? I mean, there's so much, Jen, that you've said that I want to dive into, but I think like the idea of cultivating self-compassion is so important. I feel like we've been dancing around it, but I think a lot of people feel like they suck right now. And I'm trying to remember who it was, but we had an expert on this show talk about uncoupling the fact that the world is kind of falling apart from the fact that our own selves are falling apart, like trying to separate those. So I'd love to hear from you, like, what are some strategies that you use to cultivate more self-compassion in your life and kind of give yourself a break.
3: Yeah, you're totally... Self-compassion is the only way that you find your way back to what you bother about or you find what's next. Without self-compassion, you can't do it. And I'm living proof of that. So the, I think the first thing is to is to really notice, and this is really hard for a lot of people I work with, ouch, that hurts. To actually stop and feel it, almost immediately we either try to numb ourselves out, distance ourselves from it, or solve it, Right? None of those work until we let ourselves just feel it. doesn't mean you're going to get stuck there. It doesn't mean you're going to wallow. If you're dealing with serious depression or anxiety, you know, maybe it's a breath. Ouch, ouch, I'm disappointed in that friend. Ouch, I'm so disappointed. I can't see my kids in December. And let yourself feel the hurt. Because without that, it's really hard to move to the next stage. Just speak to yourself as kindly as you would. I'm going to say, how would you speak to Maria, everybody? Mm -hmm. You would never say, I can't believe you're upset about that. Right? You'd be like, oh, my friend, who I love your show, let me let me give you compassion. So we, we can offer ourselves the same compassion we would our pet. We're very compassionate with our pet, right? Our dog is getting old and likes to now pee on the carpet. And somehow it never makes me angry, <laughs> even though he has stained our lovely carpet. Can I be as kind to myself? Can I offer myself a little bit of that same acceptance? And ouch, and I see you. I see that that hurts. And... Um, and yeah, so those are the two steps that I, I feel like we skip a lot and we just, we just move right past them. I love that.
0: Was Jeff jumping in? I can't. Tell. Oh yeah, I I think
2: a follow up to that I too heard, is I
0: heard like the sound come in, and I'm like, is he about to speak? I don't want to speak
2: over. Him. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. It's funny. It's like navigating the Zoom. It's it is like one of the things we've lost is that in person yeah. thing. But um, you know, Jen, another thing you talk about cynicism in the book, and I mm. feel like right now it's so easy to be cynical, and I feel like that's tied to some of that self compassion too. And like, I even as someone, Maria knows I'm a pretty earnest guy. I'm from the Midwest, but like. I found cynicism creeping into my life more and more, especially now. And like, why do you find cynicism to be such a dangerous component to this why bother question? And how can we avoid it?
3: Well, we're cynical, I would say, about ourselves more, but also about the world because it protects us right it says i'm not going to be disappointed again Mm -hmm. i'm not going to get involved in trying to get that candidate elected and be disappointed again i'm not going to put my work out there in the world again and be disappointed i'm not going to pitch those podcasts and have them say no to me you know for me um because i just can't handle that disappointment again so i hide behind i don't care it's all been done Um, nobody would really pay attention anyway nothing ever changes but we also get cynical because frankly it's easier it's a lazy healthy skepticism means we have to think we have to learn we have to discern and life is messy and most issues and most things we want to try in life are messy and i think we get lazy and we don't want to actually say this is what i want to learn about this is what i want to focus on having change about this is what i want to change about myself how do i really dig in so we look for that sort of quick you know snappy judgment so protecting ourselves from disappointment um, laziness, and then I the think the third thing is perfectionism. I think sometimes cynicism comes up because we're we we want we want the world and we want ourselves and everything in it to be perfect, and of course it never is. And so cynicism protects us from that um, that disillusionment, but also that aliveness, right? Because messy is alive. Messy is incredible. Messy is connection. But a lot of us are afraid of that, and 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 that includes me sometimes.
0: Yeah. I wonder, what is the kind of self-care routine that you abide by every day? So I was
1: just going to ask, Maria. Well, that's
0: what I do, Kelsey. I ask the questions everyone wants to know. <laughs>
3: <That's so laughs> secret sauce. You know, I'm going to be really honest. This year has made my self-care routine go out the window. And I keep trying to reestablish it. And it keeps going out the window. So before the pandemic, it would be to get up Meditate, do some stretches, you know, for my back and my neck. Um, And then usually write, make my coffee, and then write. During the pandemic, I have lowered the bar. No news, first thing. (laughs) No news, right? If I can keep that intact. That usually is helping me then go, okay, do I want to exercise first thing? Do I want to come in here and get a couple dopamine hits by getting a few things done with my list? Do I want to do some journaling and reflection? Do I want to meditate? So I'm I'm trying to just keep the noise of the world out right now and then add back a little bit of what do you want that would really be a sweet way to start the day. And sometimes it's laying in bed with my husband, drinking coffee and reading a novel. Um, So the sort of rigor of pre-pandemic has just gone away most days, some days not, but and I'm just trying to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you?
0: I feel like my self-care routine shifts kind of every day too. Um, Like now it's cold outside. So I'm having to reassess how I'm going to do my meditations because I really loved meditating out by the pond or out in the front yard. And I loved having my coffee outside on the front porch and, you know, reading my research or whatever I was Mm -hmm. doing. And Um, And now because it's, you know, getting pretty cold here, I'm going to have to reassess where and how I'm going to have those moments and still get that same kind of feeling. Um, And, you know, every time I have somebody on the show, I'm implementing something new. So between Dr. Lipman, the gut expert, and uh, Elisa yesterday, talking about adding some weights into um, my workout so that... In, I think it's perimenopause, like before you're 40 Mm -hmm. and up, you have to make sure you're prepping your body so that you can even delay it and delay the, you know, the effects of the the menopause. So working on that, working on the gut, getting my, you know, my swift walks in in the morning (laughs) and doing some weights and you know, finding time for meditation, like I'm trying to do as many things as I can without trying to overwhelm myself, which that was kind of my word yesterday. I was talking to my husband and I was talking to my best friend. I'm like, overwhelmment is just Mm -hmm. present right now because there's just so many decisions, so many things to be done and so much fear, right? When you have two very ill compromised parents and you're the one that's responsible to keep everybody alive and healthy. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. too much. I'm like fritzing a little bit. So I'm trying to do all of these things, like talk to myself and get out and move so that I can keep myself in a good state. And I think doing that this morning really helped a lot.
3: And you know that brings to mind like a, maybe a really wonderful thing for this next period of time that we're going to go through is just to ask yourself first thing in the morning, what is the self-care I need today? Maybe we need to be so much more flexible and and maybe not. Some people are like, no, no, no. I want the routine. I don't want to think about it. I just get up and I do these things and that's great. But for those of us who are like, I don't know. I know I need to. What what would really help me with overwhelm today? Mm -hmm. Might be an interesting question. What would help me with my fear?
0: Yeah, I love that. I actually would love to compile a list of the things that. I go to for self care and say, "What is going to make my life feel better today?" I love that. Rather than saying I have to squeeze everything in every single day, which is just yeah. not possible all the time, and so no, and then
3: you're going to feel crappy like you didn't do it, and yeah.
0: But I yeah, like but just that. Not the point. I like that combo because waking up and saying, "What does my body need? What does my psyche need today?" And here are the options. Here's the menu. Let's uh-huh. create a menu, <laughs> like our 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 what do we call it? Our uh, self-care menu I
3: and, love that. and
0: pick from that. That's what I'm going to do. I like that. That's my new thing.
3: Yeah. One thing I just want to add that uh, idea from the why bother book and, and from actually included in the book before that, the life organizer is minimum requirements for self-care and this is the not sexy part of self-care. And I think of it, uh, what are the minimums you have to have to stay sane, to stay on your own side and for a lot of people, they're enough sleep, you know, something healthy to eat, enough time alone, which can be really hard for those of us who have families who moved in with us to get. And so just checking in with those as part of your menu, you know, what are some minimums? Because they can slide away because they're not sexy and they're not very interesting. And then our life can get really why bothery for just that reason.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, Jen,
3: one
2: more quick question, if I may, I, you may, I, I love you. You know, you've talked about how self-care has become corporatized Mm -hmm. and, you know, you came in as someone who voiced the concerns of particularly women needing self-care as a way to actualize themselves. And now it's something you buy and it's something you're sold. And I just think that's a really important distinction because for our listeners who are being peddled, these self-care devices that won't help them. I'd love you to speak on that just a little bit.
3: Yeah, ooh, I'm gonna get on my soapbox. (laughs) Um, Self-care most of the time is not something we need to buy. I mean, who doesn't want a massage if we can ever get them again, right? Great. Most self-care is what returns us to a sense of being in relationship with ourselves and staying on our own side all the things we've been talking about in this um, episode. Ooh,
0: staying and, on our own side.
3: Isn't that? I just love that phrase so much. Just stay on my own side and not be at war with myself oh, and my not Lord. be thinking I suck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we just have to be really curious about, just like anything else that's sold to us, right? I mean, I remember when I was researching that first book, The Woman's Comfort Book, in the early 90s, you know, I was looking at how, Cigarettes were sold then to women as self-care. Take some time for yourself. (laughs) Swear to God, I probably still have the file somewhere with these these ads that I would pull out of magazines, right? Shoes were sold as self-care. I mean, you can find anything that is sold as here's a way to, to pamper yourself, to take time for yourself. It's fine if you want those things, great, but it's not what you need to have life, to create the life that you love more of the time. And that's just the distinction we need to make because then it it, um, feeds into that clingy side of us, right? Um, That if I just get that beauty product or if I just get that moon dust or, you know, Mm -hmm. that special green powder, (laughs) then I'll finally be able to, you know, show up for myself. That's the the discernment
0: I want. I love that. I needed that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Jen, thank you so much. This was amazing. Um, You've such a kind of zest that just explodes from you. I love it. Yeah, and I feel like you. um, you're very inspiring. And thank you for sharing kind of the challenges because uh, it's from that that somebody can hear their own story and and climb out right like you did. Yeah,
3: we can all climb out. I really believe that. I believe life doesn't give up on us life is always there saying come on come on there's more there's more love there's more creation there's more connection there's more health and when we're really ill maybe it's not going to be a long period but there's still more there right mm-hmm. and and that's what i want to remember and and always be remembering every day so thank you for this great conversation you're Aww, fantastic
0: thank you and my well wishes to your doggy oh thank you he's doing better now he's just he's just
3: old oh <laughs> poor little guy his hips yeah. Yeah, I is think he a big so. guy? We tried some, you know, medicine, but it didn't work for his liver. So, but he's a happy dog, and he's right at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good luck with him, and
0: uh, I wish you the best holiday season. And we'll have to have Thank you back you. in the new year. I would love to have another conversation with you.
3: I'd love that. That'd be great. Thank you so much.
0: All right, take care. So, guys, if you want to know more about Jennifer, you can go to her website, JenniferLoudon.com. Her new book, Why Bother, which now we know why to bother, can be found wherever books are sold. We're gonna link that in the description. Of course, she offers coachings, workshops, and retreats on her website. So check that out. In the meantime, if you haven't joined us on Patreon, we do amazing workshops with people just like Jennifer that you can have exclusive reach to, which is very exciting. We've been having so many amazing transformative events with uh, with Patty Penn and so many other people that we've had our Reiki master and um, we've done meditations with Catherine Woodward Thomas and all kinds of workshops so join us there you get ad free shows you also get um uh extra episodes and you can go into the library and be a part of those workshops you've already missed. You can still get them. Go to mariamenunos.com to sign up for our newsletter. We just put one out this week Mm -hmm. with all of my favorite beauty products and a tutorial as well. Uh, We also have upcoming ones where we're going to share skin and hair and so much more so join us and
1: you guys the video for maria's tutorial is actually up on her youtube and i have the little blog post that has all of the products linked in the description so go on there check it out i learned a few things it's very exciting so yeah you can just uh we'll
0: put it in the uh the description as well you can just click the link if you haven't subscribed this is the time please do and tomorrow um We will be chatting with WWE superstar Alexa Bliss about her WWE journey, um, her uh, vulnerable journey through um, so many things she'll be sharing with us, whether it was an eating disorder, body image, and so much more. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, She's a great gal. I just said gal. I love gal. (laughs) Uh, And um, that's it. Follow us at... Better Together with Maria at Jen Loudon at Jeffrey Crane Graham at Kelsmeyer Two.
1: Did I say at better together with Maria? You did. I like it again. Say it again. I'll
0: second plug. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did by the way, share it with a friend because I think we're all going through all of this and that's what we're here for. We're here to help you ourselves and everybody else so please share it with people that you know need it uh, or could benefit from it. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present.